Hi, creative. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso. We have an amazing show today with one of the most important people in my life. Um, It's my boyfriend. (gasps) Can't wait to share it with you and share my love story and how to manifest love for yourself in 2022. But before I get to that, another most important person in my life has a birthday today. His name, Mike LaGrasso, my amazing dad. So everybody go and wish Mike LaGrasso, my dad, my hero, a happy birthday on Instagram. He's at LuGrosa51. He's a fellow Aquarius and he's one of the most amazing people I know. So I had to take a minute to give him a little shout out. Also, As a birthday present to him and a belated one to me, why don't you go ahead and rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and have yourself a great day. And now let's get to the chat, part one of two. Actually, we're going to have a follow-up one on Valentine's Day, a little bonus episode for you of my amazing chat with my boyfriend. I can't wait for you to hear. Here it is. Hello and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso. I'm an award-winning podcast host and producer, singer-songwriter, public speaker, actor, and creative coach. And this show is meant to give you tools to love yourself enough to go after whatever it is that's on your heart and to take fear out of the driver's seat. We explore the creative process, mental health, self-development, spirituality, all the good things. And today, I have one of the best things It's my beautiful boyfriend, my love, and I want to share this part of my life with you because you, my dear listener, have been a big part of my journey. You were here through my last relationship, through my breakup, through my angsty single years, some of my single years that were really like period of months that were sassy. (laughs) (laughs) You're hearing Timmy laugh. He doesn't know the old radio trick to stay silent until you're addressed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But but anyway, um, this is my boyfriend, Timmy, and he is one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. And I want to introduce you to him because I I want you to, to know that you're part of my journey and part of helping me find this beautiful relationship. And I want to share some of the tips with you about what I really did leading up to the relationship and like what... Tim did leading up to the relationship and what we've done together to continue to make our relationship grow and work. So baby, Mm -hmm. thank you for coming on the show. I love you. Thanks for having me. I love you too. (laughs) A boy loves me. Yes. Loves you very much. (laughs) Um, how are you feeling? Good. Feeling very, very good. Yeah. Strong to quite strong. Yes. (laughs) I always feel good when I'm with you. Oh, you inspire me. You inspire me you lift too. Lift me up. I always feel energized when I'm with you. I'm pretty energetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I want to take the kids through our entire story. I mean, I really want to go through what we did leading up to meeting each other. But mm-hmm. honestly, I, I think what I'm feeling right now is like, I kind of want to jump into like when we met. Yeah. Okay. And, and what it felt like. So mm. let's set the scene. So the craziest thing about the day that Tim and I met was I was not even supposed to be in L.A. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You were supposed to be in San, San Diego. Diego. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be in San Diego visiting my cousin and her beautiful little daughter, Lucy. 
Oh, by the way, you're going to hear echoing in here, unfortunately. This beautiful thing. I'm living in this wonderful condo, but um, it's not soundproofed at all yet. So sorry for the echo. Um, believe it or not, my bed is the most soundproof place, which is why we're <laughs> recording from our bed. Very salacious, very yes. sexy. But I wasn't even supposed to be there that day. I, I had a COVID test scheduled for the morning because Chrissy, uh, you know, wanted a COVID test to make sure that I was keeping the baby safe and that, you know, wasn't spreading any germies. <laughs> and I went to CVS. I went to the right place and I couldn't get in. And I waited there for like 15 minutes. Apparently, I was on the wrong side of the building. But then by the time that I figured out where I was, they just said they wouldn't take me. I found another place to do a test, but I didn't realize it was a PCR, so I couldn't get the test back in enough time. And then after that, it was like 2.30 and it was too late to find a same-day test. So I missed out on going to San Diego because of that and, and then stayed here and hung out with Johnny. And so I was with Johnny Manganello, who you've heard on the podcast many times, and we went out to dinner. And at that same time, Tim... I was with Johnny's brother at that time, Paul Manganello. Yeah. He and I have known each other for a handful of years. We met in Europe at a physical theater school in Belgium, and um, we create a lot of independent work together. So we were discussing a project that we wanted to to do a short film that we ended up filming. So we're like editing it right now. It's, I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the other one they did, and it's so good. I can't wait for you all to watch it. Thank you. And um, so that night, Paul was like, why don't you just come over to my apartment and we'll we had some cheese. We had some wine. We had a little charcuterie and we were um, just we were reading poetry to to fit, find an idea for our short film. Real men read poetry together. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's the secret of manhood. <laughs> and I remember when I first walked in the room to his house, his apartment, he had told me that um, his brother was going to have someone <laughs> over and that we should probably do our work sooner rather than later because when they came back after whatever they were doing, maybe so much work wouldn't be able to be done. Why? Because so, we were going to be too chaotic and rambunctious. I think so. I think you were just going to live life <laughs> as Yolo. you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. And uh, I remember walking in, and the first thing I noticed were these shoes, these sparkly, studded shoes with bejeweled and begemmed shoes with little balls on the heels. Yeah, the heels are actually balls, like white balls. Kind of looks like one of those balls that you hit with the, um, you know, what's this thing, honey? Ping pong? No, with a Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A pool, the cue ball. <laughs> but I, so I, I've never seen shoes like that before. And they, I mean, it immediately just like perked me up. And I was like, I don't know who is the owner of those shoes, but whoever that person is, I'm sure they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then, you know, Paul and I worked later that night. And then I met Lauren LaGrasso. She came in, swept her way in through I the door. I came in with a bang. <laughs> she came in with a bang. Okay, first of all, like Tim was one of the first people post-vaccine that I was in the same room with. So just being in the same room as you felt intimate. That's right, yeah. Because I hadn't been, besides my parents and Johnny, really hadn't been inside with anyone else. Yeah. And I was freshly vaccinated. Like I think I had just hit my two-week mark like five months prior to this. Mm-hmm. 
or five months. <laughs> five, five days. We- yeah. Time is a Time figment of our imagination. <laughs> Time isn't real. Anyway, I walk in. Oh, by the way, Johnny and I had just gotten back from the weed shop. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a really like designer weed shop out here called MedMen. And I just decided it would be fun that night to get some edibles. Mm-hmm. And so we had got these edible gummies. And I walked in and I was like, who wants an edible? Anybody want to have one? And Johnny and Paul were both like, no. And like, Timmy was like, yeah, I'll have one. Absolutely. But I had already bit. I only ever eat half because those things are strong. So I had already bitten. It's like a little gummy, circular gummy. And I'd already bitten half of it. And I bit it. I didn't tear it. I bit it. And I was like, well, you can have this because you said you wanted half. I'm like, you mm-hmm. can have this half, but I bit it. And he was like, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> and at that point in the pandemic, I mean, it had been so long. It felt like we were kissing. Yeah. Yeah. It was very taboo to share things because and I, I had only had one shot at that time. So I was half vaccinated. One shot. Oh, I thought you meant a yeah, yeah. <laughs> One and shot. And I didn't know you edible. were half vaccinated. So you were really risking your life taking something I bet. Mm-hmm. Wow, babe. Yeah. But so I was, intimate. There was something about you that night that I was like, <laughs> you're you're so special. <laughs> and I would really miss out if I didn't share in an edible with you. <laughs> So we took the edible and our friends don't like it when I say this, but I mean it in the most loving way. I've been friends with Johnny and Paul for more than half my life at this point. So we can be in the same room and kind of ignore each other and still be together in community. So it got to the point where Timmy and I were experiencing this edible, Mm -hmm. right? And they kind of were ignoring us. (laughs) Johnny was doing his shit with his cakes. Paul was preparing for tutoring the next day because he tutors as his day job and Timmy and I were locked in on each other. And I was being a weirdo. <laughs> I, I was saying every thought I had, like being my full self. When I am high of any, like it doesn't happen often, but when I do imbibe in a little marijuana or cannabis, as we we're supposed to call it, mm. I really just take myself and I'm heightened. I sang every thought I had. Uh, and he was <laughs> laughing his ass off the whole time. It was like, amazing. I'm like, wow, this guy really gets me. <laughs> yeah, it was It was like a show. It was. I was meeting you. I was learning who you were. We were laughing together. We were just having a good you time. You were participating, too, in little ways. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I'll never forget the one of the songs you sang to me that oh, night. Wait, I've forgotten all of them. Oh, Sing yeah. It. Could be, <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> and so I would just let you sing, but I got my shoulders involved too. Just, yeah. <laughs> so I guess what Timmy just did was he was singing that beautiful hymn, by the way, but also like doing his shoulders up and down. I guess I was doing that over and over again. And Paul kept trying to like subtly hint that night that he wanted to go to bed. That's right. But you just like were not listening to him. Yeah. It also helped that my phone was dead and I didn't have a charger. And so I need I couldn't call like an Uber for myself. Right. And so I was like, oh, how unfortunate. My phone is dead. Paul, would you mind calling an Uber for me? I guess I'll have to hang out for another 15, 20, 30 minutes. Could be. Could Could be. be. Could be. So eventually you did leave. 
Yes. And then I had to calm down because nobody cared about my songs after you were gone. Yeah. Well, this was sad. It's okay. It's all right. I do remember. So I, I had to leave. I remember I had so much fun. And the next morning, there was uh, I had woken up and there was just a point in the day where I was like, I feel so full right now. Like filled just with joy and happiness. Like fulfilled and filled in that way. And you were on my mind ever since. Wow. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning and ate an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I was too, like, at that point, I, I think I had gotten off all of the dating apps. I was, like, very much, like, my mind wasn't about that, but I, I did know, like, wow, this guy really gets me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of all I knew at that point. Mm-hmm. But you did you already have a little spark? Tell the truth. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> ever since I saw those shoes, and then I met you, and then... I, I mean, truly, like, I I was not really looking for anything at that time. I was, I've never been on the dating apps. But there was something about you where I was like, I really hope I get to see her again. Mm, honey. Yeah. And then it, then it happened. You know, we, I mean, we were, like, living our own lives. And then the next time I saw you um, was when Paul invited me. You were playing at Bar Lubitsch. And so yeah. Paul invited me to come and see you perform live. And I I couldn't miss it. He he was like, uh, I think we met up to work again on our short film. And he said, by the way, if you want to stay, and Lo was performing tonight. And I said, yeah, I I definitely want to see her perform. And what happened when you watched me? Well, then I fell even more enamored by you because <laughs> you were in love with me it's fine you can say it this is a safe space <laughs> i was enamored there was there was feelings of love in the air for sure um because you're an amazing performer and like mm. it had been so long i mean that this was like when people could start going out to venues again so i hadn't seen a live performance in such a long time but i hadn't seen anyone as powerful as you on stage in la hardly ever like it's it's rare to see someone so powerful on stage the way Mm. you carried yourself and held yourself and the songs you were singing I was like wow this is brilliant you're brilliant and I I remember so Paul was sitting next to me and he this is my favorite part he tried to (laughs) you were singing a song and he tried to interject you were singing your song about the purple hat and he he (laughs) tried to ask me while you were singing do you know what the purple hat is all about you have any idea and i just couldn't i just looked at him and just said shh he shushed paul because paul tried to tell him about the purple hat i have that song it goes lady in black with the purple hat lady in black with the purple hat and and timmy was not having paul's nonsense yeah yeah i was like how could you possibly interrupt her Well, she's singing, and I was, like, vibing, like, all of your songs. I was just like, wow, these are great. These are amazing. I'm feeling it, feeling you. <laughs> yeah, so that was, like, a moment. When Polly told me that you shushed him, that was a moment that I was like, okay. Because as you'll recall, and it's actually one of my least listened to episodes, unfortunately, but I did a whole episode about if you don't like my work, don't date me. I think it was because mm. I was so angry in it, and I don't know if people knew what to do with my anger. Mm-hmm. But, um... I did a whole episode and like the impetus for me getting off the dating apps was this guy that started like critiquing my music without me asking about it. Mm. So yeah, like that was a real line in the sand for me. And I realized like I need to be with somebody who loves or or gets what I do, you know, who will give me tips. Like 
Timmy and I, for, you know, those out there who are both creatives in relationship, we give each other advice. Like we share, you know, input, but we just believe in each other so deeply. And I think that's so vital to any relationship. So to me, that was the foundation of being like, okay, this guy gets it and like could be a potential because he really gets it. Mm -hmm. And then, ladies, (laughs) you're going to understand this one. (laughs) He asked me. Well, I offered, but then he was really interested in me doing your birth chart. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I did it right there at my show. I yeah. got off stage and basically <laughs> instantly we started talking about astrology. It was Roxy Liz who wrote the music for this show. And Roxy's a friend of the show, been a guest on the show. And Timmy, all four of us were talking about astrology. And then I was like, do you know yours? Let me do your chart. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'd really like you to do that. Yeah. I've always wanted someone to do my chart. And there you were. And just... There was the invitation and Your I took it. Your local space witch. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it and I found out, you know, you're a cancer and I'm a cancer rising. You're an Aquarius moon. I'm an Aquarius. It felt like there was a lot of synergy. Mm-hmm. And I think I took like a screenshot of it and sent you your chart. And um, that was also a real turn on for me. Yeah. And you you had typed my name in as Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and I still sent it to you. Yeah, you still sent it to me. And then I, I corrected it. I went in and corrected it. And then, but I remember the next day or a couple days later, mm-hmm. I had texted a really good friend of mine and I, I had said... Um, that I saw this girl again and she did my chart and I again am just so filled, like just so happy. Who I can't believe friend? Mike Fryer. Oh who's Fryer. also yeah, he's also a creative Italian, very wonderful guy, very lovely man. So then I mean, again though, I wasn't really getting it, but I was feeling something, but I didn't get what I was feeling because I think I was still kind of out of touch with myself at that time or not realizing things could be simple and Mm -hmm. easy and like in flow. So July comes around and what happened? You kind of started like creeping. I'd like to say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Creeping is a word. In a good way. (laughs) A cute creep. Yeah. Well, I was, because I wanted to see more of you. And Mm -hmm. so that was also my birthday. Um, 7-Eleven is my birthday. And so I was like, do you, I'm having a, thing on the bluffs do you want to stop by and i know you were busy because we have some mutual friends who are Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of birthdays around that time so you weren't able to make it out but then i was looking into ways to like meet up with you and see you again and you invited me to brunch one day yeah but you know what happened first that was like whoa and take note men Mm. out there and and people of all genders but like especially if you're trying to woo someone my friend, uh, Matt George, who I produce this podcast, She Rates Dogs, the podcast, had been killed in a hit and run. And I did a show to benefit the charity that his parents were asking for donations from. And Timmy couldn't come to that show. But he made a donation to Matt, um, to the charity still. And he like let me know and said he was wishing me well. And that was so unbelievably caring and thoughtful like I've never met someone who would do something like that and you do that you obviously did like me so much Mm -hmm. but you do that for everyone like one thing Mm -hmm. that is that I love about Tim so much is how much he supports other people and how much he shows up for other people like you are such an incredible friend 
Um, and that just really touched me for so many reasons. That was a really, really difficult time, but that to me was like a major step in building what we have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to be there for you in any way that I could. It's a difficult time. Yeah. So, okay. Then you're like, I'd like to see you again soon. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't picking up that as a romantic thing. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm going out to brunch with Johnny. Why don't you join us? Yeah. Yeah. And I knew so that the night before was um, we were going to be filming Paul and I in the desert. We were gonna, It was a big, big day. <laughs> so we're finally filming the project that way back when we had talked about when we were eating cheese and drinking wine and reading poetry. And, uh, and man I, stuff, man stuff, all the man stuff. Yeah. And so I knew I was going to be exhausted the next day, but that was one of the only times when I could see you. And I yeah. said like, yes, I would love to, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to come out there. And, uh, and by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, Tim lived on the West side at that time, which taking a trip from the West side to the Valley is basically, you you might as well just drive across the country. It's <laughs> it's a really far distance for people in LA. So that says something to his level of care. I'd take the 405 to the 101 to the 134 for you any day, babe. Oh, honey. <laughs> well, now you don't have to because you live closer. Yes. Um, but we went out to brunch, the three of us. And he said something at brunch that day. And I was like, oh, I showed him a picture of myself that I'd taken walking on the way there. And he was like, oh, you look really hot in that picture. And I was like... <laughs> what I thought I misheard him because it was so confident yeah you looked hot <laughs> <laughs> you do look hot oh thanks baby <laughs> so we had brunch it was lovely and then after brunch Johnny had a date with someone else right. not us yeah weirdly. <laughs> so rude and I was just like vibing I was having fun and I think I turned to you and I was like do you want to keep hanging out yeah and, and you I were said, like yes yes absolutely you yes and me mm-hmm. all day yes <laughs> and so we went on a walk through this neighborhood and I picked like there's all this like fresh rosemary in my neighborhood so I picked a piece of rosemary I'm like you need a piece of rosemary too let's like smell it while we walk mm. and we talked about everything on the walk yeah yeah we were talking to trees <laughs> oh yeah I made you talk to a tree yeah it was good it was <laughs> I love doing that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> And then you you asked me if I wanted to go swimming in your in your pool because yeah. it was a really hot day and and I have a pool so mm-hmm. like you know when we were kids we would take any opportunity to go in a pool and I feel like as adults especially like living in LA we don't take advantage of it enough so mm-hmm. to my surprise most people would be like oh you know I'm gonna go home he was like yeah and I was like do you want to go to Target and buy a swimsuit and he was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Target bought a swimsuit got snacks came back we ended up like swimming and like we drank white claws we went out to dinner at a local mexican restaurant yeah we spent seven hours together that's right Mm -hmm. and at that point i was feeling things but totally in self-denial because i was petrified i'd had a lot of situations at this point in my life where i liked a friend and it didn't work out for me so i wasn't gonna put myself through that again but sometimes God has other plans. Yeah. <laughs> and on that day, you knew you liked me for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I was, I mean, it was just fun to be with you and it was easy to be with you. And we were just having a great time just like laughing and doing crazy things and saying crazy <laughs> things and singing and kind of like enjoying that first night and stretching it out. Yeah. 
And I did your human design chart that day and you were totally game for it. That's right. Yeah. I love that even more. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, turns out I did it wrong. That's right. This whole time I thought it was something that I wasn't. Yeah. He thought he was a generator because I put in PM instead of AM, right? Yeah. And you're actually a projector too. Mm -hmm. So the moment of truth. (laughs) What is this like a month after that moment happened? Yeah, yeah. They, they came in at like month increments. Yeah, it was like literally. So th- we were building a friendship over the course of four months, which I actually think was really important and gave us such an, a great foundation for when we actually started crossing that boundary to be romantic. Mm-hmm. But we went out with Johnny and this guy he was seeing at the time. So we were accidentally on a double date. Yeah, again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> and... I don't know. I started really feeling things that night. Mm. And so we, at the end of the night, we devised a plan to allow Johnny to like go off and be with the guy that he was seeing. Mm -hmm. However, he didn't want to do that apparently. Yeah. (laughs) And so like Tim's plan to like spend more time with me was foiled. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is going to be great. Like Johnny's going to go off and do his own thing. I'm going to get a chance to stay with Lauren. Yeah. Cause we were going to say like, just drop Tim off at my place. And Mm -hmm. then like Johnny's going to, you know, go be with this guy, but he didn't want to do that. And Johnny's like, no, I'll drive you home. And then I I knew I couldn't have that happen. So (laughs) I would, I told Johnny, like he, he drove back to your place and I just, I hopped out of the car and was like, yep. I'm just going to take an Uber home. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. Thanks, Johnny. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And then we were able to spend like another couple hours together. Yeah. And (laughs) and then I did yet another quiz. That's right. The love languages. Yeah. Yeah, Because we were talking and I was like, oh, you don't know your love language. You have to know your love Mm. language. (laughs) Again, like what what did I think was going on? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so here's the other classic move I did. Tim was sitting at the end of my couch, and you don't do this with a friend. Maybe like a girlfriend, but like not really a guy friend. I sprawled my legs out across the couch (laughs) and like, you know, had him like just sitting right in front of where his legs were so that they weren't quite touching, but they were right in front. And then at one point when I was giving him the love languages quiz, and instead of letting him take it, by the way, I read him all the answers or all the questions. We'll get to that. (laughs) But my pinky toe touched his thigh in the midst of this. And it was like electricity. I have had that happen before, but it had been a really, 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 really long time Mm. that something that subtle and that slight could cause such electricity. And then I was like, oh, shit. I like this guy. Damn it. Oh, I like him. Mm. And then the other thing that happened was I was giving him the questions for the love languages and he was answering them in the exact way I would have wanted somebody who I'm, you know, romantically involved with to answer him. And what did I keep saying to you? You kept saying, don't let me influence you. Don't let me influence you. <laughs> oh, brother. But yeah, it was. And, and that that became more clear to me. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to spend more time with you that night because I was still feeling, I was feeling so much. And I, that night I knew for sure. I was like, okay, I really want to see this girl again, like in a, in a romantic way. And just everything, the, the amount of fun that we were having, the, the way that we were connecting emotionally and the way that we had, fallen out of love with other people and then the kind of the heartbreaks that we had had were similar and what we were finding with each other the similarities oh yeah i remember you asked me that night you're like 
do you think you're a romantic? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I think so, yeah. And I said to you, I think I used to be, but my heart has been broken so many times. I think I just like shut that part of myself off so I wouldn't be disappointed. Right, yeah. Because I was like really, the whole time I was in my past relationship and then post-breakup, I kind of like disregarded the importance of love, mm-hmm. like of love in my life. And, it, you know, the pandemic really put into perspective that if I don't start prioritizing this part of my life, then it's just not going to happen. Like it has to be as strong of a dream to me as my career is because the career doesn't really mean anything if you don't have someone to share it with and to like get inspired with. And at the end of your life, yes, you will for sure remember all your creative babies, but like building something with somebody, it's got so much value in it and it's something I think I devalued because I didn't think I could ever have it but once I really decided I wanted it I gave it the value it deserved again even though I was still scared I wouldn't get it I still tried to I I at least got how meaningful it was Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that you are romantic you are in your own way yeah (laughs) in my own way yeah even if you were feeling like a little less romantic i I think Mm -hmm. it came from a place of wanting to protect your own heart Mm -hmm. but the more we we were with each other and hanging out and learning about each other you were opening up i was opening up too yeah you inspire me to be more romantic though because you're super romantic Mm, thank you (laughs) Uh, so what how'd you ask me out baby yeah, so I after that night I knew that I I wanted to to make a move because that like the last time that we hung out when we were at that Mexican restaurant we were having dinner together you had said something to me you were like you're a really good friend you are a good and friend though I was yeah but I I heard those words and I was like oh that's the friend zone I FZ'd him guys yeah I got to get out of the friend zone as quickly <laughs> as I can. So yeah. I so after we had spent more time with with each other one more night on the accidental double date, then I knew I was like, okay, I I have to ask her out on a date and let her know that I'm feeling this way. There's the, the next logical step, the the only step to take now is to ask her out on a date and let her know how I'm feeling. And so every Wednesday I try to play trivia in uh Toluca Lake at uh, Mrs. Best. Robinson's. Yeah, we we win. We actually win pretty we win first pretty often. I know. It's just I like that you said I try to play trivia. Like <laughs> you make an effort. I make an effort. I, I make try a solid to. effort. Can't make any promises, but I'll try to play trivia. <laughs> yeah. But I so I I had the idea. I was like, "Well, let me invite Lauren to trivia because it'll be another chance to see her and then I can introduce her to some of my friends and we'll just have a good time." And then afterwards, I'll just ask her personally and just say, hey, would you like to go out on a date with me sometime? And I had a backup plan, too, because I was like, if she's not able to make it to trivia, let me have something written that I can like send her a text message or something and just say and, and ask her out. Mm-hmm. Not the most romantic. I would have preferred to have done it in person. But sure enough, you were you were not available. I think you were doing a photo shoot or something like that. I had a photo like shoot that. that week. I had just started looking at condos that week right. too. Mm-hmm. So this was late August. And I was trying to finish uh, the mix for my latest single, Pretty Little Boy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like, and plus working a full-time job. That yeah. little thing. <laughs> just a minor inconvenience. Yeah. So I couldn't go to trivia and then he asked me out and then I didn't know what to do. So I called my best friend, Johnny. 
because I said to Johnny, I go, I can't deny that I have feelings for him, that I'm drawn to him, but I have all this other baggage. Like at that time, I still had feelings for my ex. I had feelings for this friend of mine that I'd confessed it to. And I was feeling uh, like really screwed up. And I also knew what a good person Tim was. And I didn't want to bring him into a situation that was so complicated unless he was okay with it. So I sent him back a voice message telling him everything. (laughs) I did everything they tell you not to do. I brought up my ex. I brought up another guy. And I was like, hey, I'm fucked up right now. But if you're cool with that, I'd love to see you. (laughs) And I was very cool with that. And I I appreciated the honesty. And at first I couldn't. I saw that you had sent a a voice message or something like that. And I couldn't look at it. I I was working on something at the time. And I thought, I can't handle this right now i was thinking that it was going to be like a rejection of some sort because it was it it was the length of a message that would be like <laughs> you're so sweet you're so you know and so i was like i can't deal with this right now but later a couple hours later i i listened to your message and was like oh my god yeah that's that's no problem at all that's fine it's okay that you know you're feeling the way that you're feeling and i just want to have fun and i i want you to know that i'm i i want <laughs> to be more romantically involved yeah and more than just a friendship. And so you you agreed to go out on a date with me. And wow, Timmy, um, I don't know if you've ever been on a date with a guy from Los Angeles. But let me tell you, they <laughs> usually fuck it up. Um, <laughs> Timmy did not. He was total class, total gentleman, wooed me, um, showed up to the door with flowers. There's a whole story about that, which I'll get to sometime. But I don't think we're going to have time to get into it today. But like magical that he showed up. He showed up with sunflowers. He like brought me also this like cute little like rock that he found on a hike (laughs) and took me out to dinner, opened up all the doors for me, pulled out my chair for me at the end of the date was like, hey, I just want you to know like this is my treat and like this is your night. I want you to enjoy it. After we went to dinner, we went to Trader Joe's and got wine and and I tried to pay for it because I'm like, you know, I want to have like equity in this relationship or whatever we're building. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Take it slow. (laughs) Um. And he wouldn't let me. And he was just like totally made me feel so safe and seen and cared for and really loved even that first night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted you to have a, a special night. And it, it had been a long time since I had taken someone out on a proper date. And so it was it was thrilling and it was exciting. And I wanted to do that for you. And it it was just it was an amazing night. <laughs> And there were like there were even more sparks that night, and it just felt oh yeah right. <laughs> it's being censored, <laughs> as Michael Scott says. This is being censored for inappropriateity. <laughs> but man, it was so easy. Yeah, and I found out you were one of seven. I think I had already known that, but like it really sunk in. And I think the next day I was like, "Well, that ship has sailed for me." So I hope you're not expecting that. <laughs> Yeah. This uterus can't can't carry seven babies at this point. It's too late. That's all right, baby. Should have gotten started at twenty. <laughs> but yeah, it was just easy. And that but then I was freaking out the whole time because I came in like scared. Sure, yeah. And so the whole time for like two weeks, I was like literally I've never experienced this with any other human in my life, but I kept being like, let's take it slow. Let's take it slow. Let's take it slow. And then I'd call Tim and talk to him for like an hour and a half. And he's like, I remember you said to me, I'm very confused about what slow means to you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, 
like, you tell me you want to take it slow. And then we talk for an hour and a half on the phone. And I'm like, you have a point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, oh, it, it was like really the night on the bluffs that we like went and had a picnic on the bluffs and like honestly just like made out on the bluffs. Yeah. That was hot. <laughs> so hot. And I remember saying to him, like, it's a good thing we're not famous because this would be all over the internet. Yeah, paparazzi <laughs> looking for us, taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, and that was the day that I was like, okay, I don't need to take it slow. Mm. I, like, love this guy. I might have even said I love you to you accidentally within the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in, pretty, the, in the pretty pool. Pretty sure I did. When we were swimming. Yeah, we were swimming and I was like, I love you. You were so nice to me too. You're like, it's okay. I love you too. And what did you say? Like there's lots of different yeah, kinds of love. Lots of different kinds of love. Yeah. Because I, I saw that you were you were worried that you had said that. I thought I said too much. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just wanted you to feel safe too. It's like that's okay. There's many different kinds of love and I was feeling that as well. Yeah. Some sort of love. Like the building love. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to like destigmatize people saying I love you accidentally or like yeah. saying I love you early on. Like I say I love you to people I met for three hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to say I love you to a person that I'm intimately bonded to and building <laughs> something with. I'm sorry. Give me a break. And I don't want a Kit Kat break. I want a real life one. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, let's fast forward. We're skipping some, but I think the first sign that this was different was when the first time I cried with you was because I loved you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah, like I I cried once on the phone telling you like how much I liked you. Mm -hmm. Liked you. Yeah, I like you so much I'm crying. (laughs) It was like just like telling you all the amazing things about you. But then... When we actually finally said I love you, which we said I love you before we were even officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, so this is our real I love you. So this is probably mm-hmm. three weeks after the accidental I love you. Mm-hmm. We were sitting on the couch. I was submitting Pretty Little Boy, which is my song about fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was submitting Pretty Little Boy for a playlist consideration on this website called Submit Hub. And In order to do that, I listen to the different songs on the playlist and see if it's a good fit. And there is this song called Unlearn by Gracie Abrams. And it's a beautiful song. And one thing that's come up a lot in my relationship with Tim and that, you know, happens when you have been in a relationship or like a long relationship with trauma involved prior to a new one is um, you have to unlearn a lot. Mm-hmm. in order to really be in communication in relationship with that person. And we had just been having that conversation and I'm like, listen, like I want to like keep building this, but in order to be with you, like there's a lot of old traumas I have to unlearn. Mm-hmm. And this song was basically saying exactly that. It was like, if I'm going to learn how to love you, I have to unlearn how to love too. So saying I have to unlearn what love was up until this point, because for me, before I met Tim, love was always associated with pain. Like either it was painful because I couldn't get the person or it was painful because I was with the person and I didn't know when the other shoe was going to drop or when they weren't going to treat me right. And I turned to him and I go, yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And he was like, yeah, that's wild. It is like that. And I go, I do love you, you know? And then he said, Mm -hmm. I love you too. And then we kissed. (laughs) (laughs) And I started crying 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I started comforting. <laughs> and I just started telling him what an amazing person I thought he was. And I think we went back and forth like doing that for a while. And then I was like, so am I your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, I think so. Am I your boyfriend? And I said, yeah, baby. <laughs> and then I said, the curse is lifted. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought like up until that point, I had been kind of unlucky in love and Timmy felt the same. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had been unlucky in love many times and it just felt great too. It yeah. was like everything that we had been building towards and, and looking forward to and the conversations we had and our feelings and our hearts, wherever they were. It was like, yeah, this this makes sense. This feels right. Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's try it. And it was just ironic because it was literally the day before my song about fuckboys came out. That's right. So my theory is if you want to find a divine relationship, put out a piece of art or creativity about fuckboys or your crappy relationship because somehow I think purging that manifested you. Yeah. that's It's so interesting, but it's yeah. so true. It was like I felt like such a poser being like, oh, fuck boys. What's the worst time you've ever been screwed over? Knowing that I had this amazing guy in my life that was like everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to be in your life, baby. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. So that's our general story. Um, how do you feel about it? I feel great. <laughs> I, I love that story. And I, I know it's a thing that, you know, people, they look forward to good stories about who they've met and how they've met and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I just, I couldn't, it, it still blows my mind how beautiful it is, how beautiful meeting you was and how everything really just fell into place. And I mean, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah. I'm getting a little teary right now, <laughs> but the thing that is most amazing to me is I know people think probably like, Oh, how could you know you were so young? But Johnny was legit like the first person I ever fell in love with. And I was madly, madly in love with him. Mm. And obviously it didn't work out and we're in a totally different phase now. And and that has been washed away. But when I was younger and I've talked about this on the podcast, I used to always pray about, you know, like, please, like, let us be able to be friends someday. Let me understand why this happened and let us find our own love. And I just think it's incredible that I've gotten all those wishes. And not only that, not only let us find our own love, but the person who I fell for the hardest that that I never questioned whether he was meant to be in my life introduced me to this other person that I fell for in a very similar way. Even when we do have conflicts, it's never and I'm I get into like anxiety mode, but like I never question if I want you by my side. Like there's never a, I love you, but, which is what yeah. I said. I always used to say, I, I want to, lo- I love you without a, but, but I just think the fact that it came full circle, the fact that it came from, I mean, I've known Polly even longer than I know Johnny. Like I've known Polly since I was 14 mm. and I was totally game to do the apps. I was fine with the apps. I didn't care, but I did have a part of me that was like, oh, but I'd love to have a story with someone. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I got to meet you through two of my best, closest lifelong friends who are more like family And also that I have that particular history with Johnny. It's just like such a full circle moment and gave us such a shorthand because it was like having a background check, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Properly vetted through really good friends. And I, and that was something great for me too. Like I've known Paul for a handful of years and him saying like, you know, that this is a really great person and she's really wonderful. And he was telling me about you. 
and it, it made it so much easier because I trust him and and I could see that you were a great person and it was just like yeah there's no question yeah. I, I want to get to know you in a better way okay I do want to say one thing I did leading up to Timmy that I think drew you to me mm-hmm. and that is I've talked about this a few times on the podcast but I don't think like I've ever talked about it as much in relation to you one thing I did when I was single was really start to love myself and it was kind of like coincided when I with when I got off the apps but I would literally like lay on my couch and hug myself and like kiss my own arm and um, I wrote down like all the things I wanted to be in a partner and I started embodying those for myself and with myself I bring myself coffee in bed I tell myself everything's going to be okay everything's going to be just fine like I believe in you you're going to be okay and I really started doing that because I was asked by this guest we had on one of the shows I produced, like, would you want to marry yourself? And at that point it was no. So I started doing those things because I'm like, well, if I want to be a good partner to somebody else and I don't want to marry myself, like I can't expect somebody else to want to be in that stage with me. Mm -hmm. So I started doing all those things and I was pretty vigilant about them. And um, when Tim and I started dating, we were laying on the couch one day and you were holding me like the way I used to hold myself and you were kissing my arm and you go, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be just fine. I believe in you. I love you. And I'm like, okay, magic is real people. Curse is lifted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Like that's true manifestation that I unknowingly, I would say those words to you. And that's exactly what you needed to hear. And you were saying to yourself, Yeah, that's my advice to anyone. And honestly, I know it's so hard, especially if you live in a big city away from your friends, but try your best to get set up by somebody that you know, because it does give you such a shorthand. Like I never, I don't think I ever could have gotten as close with someone as quickly as you and I did. I mean, we've got some like soul stuff going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And by that, I mean like we've known each other in past lives, (laughs) but uh, I don't think we could have ever gotten as close as we did as fast as we did had we not had the endorsement of Johnny and Polly. Yeah, ditto. What were you doing prior to meeting me that you think brought me into your life? Well, really interestingly that we just kind of discovered around Christmas time. Um, I remember in 2020, 2019 going into 2020, so New Year's Eve, and everyone, everyone the world over was like, this is going to be my year. This is going to be great. This we were such losers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was with Michael Fryer. I was with Patrick Murphy. Two of your best friends from home. Yeah, two of my best friends. And we were um, in Chicago. We were at Patrick's apartment. And I I was trying to manifest love genuinely mm. because I, you know, it's something that I've wanted for a long time and just for whatever reason hasn't worked out. And so as we were roaring in the new 20s, um, I was, it was also on my mind to, to manifest some sort of love for myself. And come to find out, the next time that I was in that apartment, so the, the whole pandemic happened, all that sort of stuff. But the, <laughs> That little thing. <laughs> the next time that I was in that apartment, which was this past Christmas time, was with you in my arms. And the... The number of Patrick's apartment is 202, which is your birthday, yeah, February 2nd. So that, I mean, that blew me away where it was like, wow, the last time I was here, I was trying to manifest love, 
this whole adventure happened. An oh. apartment 202. Mm-hmm. And here's the other crazy thing. His bestie, Pat Murphy, who's an amazing person, has the same exact three top signs as I am. He's an Aquarius sun, a Cancer rising, and a Sagittarius moon. So him and Patrick Murphy were roaring in the 20s. <laughs> they literally roared from we 2019 we, into 2020, which is roared. very cute and dorky. Um, <laughs> but they were manifesting love for him in this apartment, apartment 202, with this guy who's like the same birth chart as me. So yeah. you basically just called the female version of your best friend into your life. Basically, basically. <laughs> And when I when I think about like you know the the reasons why we're so good for each other, I think it has something really to do with that. Like you, we just get each other, yeah, and we're able to gel and just play and laugh and love. And when we don't get each other, we have a willingness to want to learn, yeah, which I think is vital because it's that's another thing we're going to get into a little bit is like conflict early on because especially for me, I came from a relationship that had a lot of bad conflicts. Hmm. So when conflicts came up in the beginning and even a few weeks ago, like I think we transcended to like a new level at this point, but I didn't know how to handle it. And I just wanted to like run away. Um, And it's really because I didn't know that conflicts could just be a way of learning how to love each other better and getting closer and, and learning each other's conflict style. But one other thing I do want to say about what I did pre dating was I actually surrendered. I remember praying to God and being like, God, if you want me to be with someone, please send them to me. And if you don't, please let me be at peace with that. And I think I started praying that prayer pretty regularly in June. Um, mm-hmm. And then you, I mean, you were already in my life at that point. Yeah. But, but you asked me out two months later. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other thing was tying up unfinished business. So I think confessing those feelings I had to that friend that happened one week before you asked me out, mm. released something energetically and created the space for you to fully come into that romantic slot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think tying, if you have any unfinished love business and you're ready for new love in your life, tying up that unfinished business, like being open about how you feel about someone or releasing someone at least energetically can be really helpful to allow new love to come in. Yeah, it's it's so important to sort of close unended chapters mm-hmm. and move on to the next ones. Yeah, and sometimes just even saying it out loud is enough. Mm-hmm. Here's the other crazy thing. Tim and I were out of L.A. at the exact same times. Right. Like, you know how I was, I was in the Midwest from April 2020 to August 2020 and back in the Midwest from November 2020 to March 2021. He was there back in the Midwest. He's from Chicago at pretty much the exact same periods of time. Yeah. So I feel like God was trying to be like, all right, you two, are you going to get together? Are you okay? You're not? Okay, well, then I'm going to send you both away because you shouldn't be here without each other. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There can't be the possibility of you two meeting someone else or something else happening to where you won't be on the right track at the right time to meet each other when... It needs to happen, and it needed to happen May twenty second, I think. Yeah. When I saw your shoes and you waltzed in the room. <laughs> oh, we should make a song about that. Yeah. So yeah, and the the conflict early on, like that was something that one of my listeners sent in to me, and I think the important thing to like realize there is, like I said, like just because you've had bad conflicts in the past doesn't mean conflict is bad. Like, 
one thing I've definitely done throughout our relationship is go to my therapist and be like, is this normal? (laughs) Because I've only had like crazy screaming conflicts in the past. I've never had just like a normal one where there was like a disagreement or I like didn't really understand what someone was saying. It was like always like the person would be like drunk and angry, you know? Mm. And so I was like dealing with that. And so I was bringing that same energy of like fear around conflict to this relationship So learning that was huge and then kind of learning like your conflict pattern, my conflict pattern, how we can communicate more rationally and like being ourselves while still being like loving. And I don't know, I feel like learning to like see things from your perspective because we do have a different way sometimes of dealing with emotions Mm -hmm. in conflict moments. So it's been really helpful with me. I've grown more in our four or five months together than I have in any other relationship a romantic relationship I've ever had. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember to give ourselves grace for, I mean, we're literally coming together as two individuals and very independent individuals. So you have your own way of doing things. I have my own way of doing things. And we're very creatively in tune with how we like to do things and bringing those together. Conflict naturally will arise, but the grace that you've shown me and that we work together toward and keeping open communication and just open minds and open hearts. When conflict does arise, we're able to talk about it in a mature way that it's like, wow, this is an opportunity for growth Yeah, and we want it and we, we get there. One thing we like to say too, and we have not necessarily conflict with each other, but just like with the world is it's an opportunity for compassion. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's something too, that we definitely take into account with each other it's like oh what an opportunity for compassion and I'm actually really happy that we are recording this podcast now which is February 1st because we were supposed to record it before Christmas Mm -hmm. which I think we had to go through like you know Christmas time is hard especially Timmy stayed with my family for two and almost two and a half weeks it was two weeks you know and lots of high emotions so like I think we had to go through that period of growth and then like coming back and then I had COVID and that was really Mm -hmm. difficult so we had a lot of like high growth moments that I'm like more in love with you today than ever. Yeah. And I feel like those growth moments led us here and like really helped us get to know each other on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel the same way about you too. I'm like, just when I think that I can't fall in love with you anymore, I do. Ah. And it feels great. And it's, and it's amazing. And it's like, wow, I, I really, really love this girl. Yeah. I love this guy. All right. Well, this was so much fun, honey. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you're in luck because next week on Valentine's Day, we're going to do a Q&A with some of your questions that you've sent in for Tim and I to answer. For Tim and me to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Improper grammar happens to the best of us. Anyway, love. Thank you for coming on and I will see you next week. I'll see you before then, but you know, for the people out there. Oh yes. All right. Love you, baby. Love you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to my boyfriend, Timothy Blewett, AKA Timmy. You can follow him on Instagram at the underscore feisty underscore rascal. Yes. That's really his Instagram handle. (laughs) We'll have to have him on another time to tell you the story of that. Thank you so much to Unleash producer Emily Shulmanovich. Follow her at We Can't Find Emily. Thank you to Liz Full for the show's theme music. Follow her at Liz Full. 
And again, thank you. If you like what you heard, remember to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about the show. You can also post about it and tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative and I will reshare to show my gratitude. My wish for you this week is that you stay open to love and that you come back next week to hear more tips on how to manifest and create the love you really dream of and deserve. I love you and I believe in you. Talk with you next week and be sure to come back for our bonus episode on Valentine's Day, February 14th.